Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yo, yo. 2021, people. Happy New Year. Podcast start again, and I'm happy to bring you this one. Uh, had to had to get my homie born dirty on, didn't I? Uh, one of my best mates, and I love him to bits. We rambled on for two and a half hours about life and music and all the things in between. It was a beautiful catch-up. I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, born dirty. What's up? What's up, baby? <laughs> Alive. How you doing, man? Happy New Year, man. How are you? Oh yeah, shit. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. It's it's. I um. I'm I, I'm great. I. It's 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 like a a battle of the the New Year thing is always a battle for me because it's always like uh, I do not give a shit about the new year i don't like it's like another day that is just part of like a way bigger cycle than this small cycle that we decided to have but then equally it's like there's a part of me that is like stop being a cunt and just (laughs) accept that you know it's nice to have these cycles as well and just kind of like reset and focus on what you've been doing for a year Oh, which is absolutely jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you texted me the other day and was like, oh, you were like been in the studio and I was like, damn dude, you're writing some good stuff. And you were like, yeah, I haven't done anything for seven months. It's about time. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's uh, literally didn't do anything. I mean, you know, sat here, tried this, tried that. And, but, my heart and my guts were not in the right place. We're not in the place of making music, which yeah. was pretty scary for me. Not because of that, because that happens to everybody at one point. You know, it's just that's another type of cycle we go yeah. through, but creativity, but the length of how long I didn't want to do it for. And that was scary. Yeah, dude, that would fucking freak me out. I was freaked out and and then you, then you you know you go into this like vicious cycle which is just like oh shit I'm not worth it this I'm ashamed I'm feel guilty like why can't I just do what I'm supposed to do and then it comes back and you're like oh <laughs> there it is <laughs> yeah I just needed to accept it I just needed yeah. to to roll with that and, and in the most healthy way. And that's the way to do it. 
that's the way to do it. I feel that I I'm kind of the opposite type of person to you, but right now I'm literally I've I was so fed up with just trying to force it that I'm just like forcing myself to actually take time out. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I just like had this like shit time dealing with certain records that just dealing with fucking people, man. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. Like dealing with people and de- like, I think the thing that I've realized for me is like, or that I realized during lockdown for me to write better music, um, I have to like work harder, but I also have to have other people involved mm. and that's uh, people that are better at certain things and what I'm good, better at, if you know what I mean. And I think, I think it's actually totally fine to get other people involved because I, I'm not going to be the best at everything. If you know what I mean, I'm going to be good at certain things and get better at other things, but yeah, there's going to be some people that are much better at certain things than I am. And when, when for me like when other people come into the picture it just makes so much more hassle and then I realize why I've done it for so long by myself because the minute you add something else into the picture it just gets fucking hard work it, not always but it, it gets harder yeah but it, it, I think because I've worked with so many vocalists, just let's take vocalists. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, yeah, just vocalists <laughs> alone. I've worked with so many back in the days. Yeah. And some, you know, was great, whatever, but it taught me on some occasion how stressful it is to deal with everyone's ego, there is mine, the management, the thing, the this, the that. It's all that is absolutely like cluttering the creativity for creativity that we're all supposed to do yeah uh and then you know it, it very oft, often flips on its head like what is this for where is it coming out when is it coming out what's my percentages yeah. blah, 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 blah. and it's just like i get it like i understand we're also in the business yeah, you know yeah, if totally. you're gonna I'm not going to compare it to anything is we get it. Like it's a business too. And it's a great one to be into. But today what I do is like, I'm really clear when I work with anyone. Firstly, I'm like, let's jam. Yeah. I'm not saying let's make a record needs to come out this, but no, let's jam. Like I used to, when I was younger, we used to fucking make music just because just for it. it. Just for it. It yeah. didn't have to come out anywhere and it didn't. Yeah. God knows the fucking thousands of fucking tracks that were never going to see the light of day. Yeah. Just because it was just jamming. And that is just like the essential. I want to get back to that as much as possible. I and, um, I totally agree with you. Totally. <laughs> for me, 2020, I've actually loved it. It's been, It has been fucking great for me. Yeah. Um, and... I've, I've, that's what I want to do is like start to enjoy writing music again. Get that feeling of like when you've written something fucking amazing, you're like, yes, I've yeah. done it. That, Why, it. While you're writing, yeah, and you're the like, feeling, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, and you're so excited. And you're like, oh my God, this is just fucking amazing. 
yeah. I, I think I've, I've lost that. Definitely. Definitely lost it's, that. It's, we, we, I think we, we often lose this energy because we're going towards the business way yeah. more. We're tilting the balance in such a way that it doesn't make sense to our creativity anymore. It's just like everything's mechanical, everything's math, yeah. everything's like purposeful, which is like which is like really like the opposite of everything true creativity should be about. Like to me, not yeah. not to everybody, but to me, it's just like fuck, man, I really missed it. And then to come back to the last few weeks two plus weeks now i've been in a fucking studio just having fun like yeah. not thinking this is for now this is for this yeah i picked up some some born dory track or some psych project tracks and so it kind of has like a, a lane if that makes sense but other than that i'm like fuck let's just blah 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 and pulled all the fucking analog synths up you know usually i'm lazy i'm like oh just vsts fine i got <laughs> arturia don't want to fucking plug this thing blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fuck no, like all week. It was like yesterday I did a fucking keyboard solo on the fucking, <laughs> on my Korg. I was like, what the fuck? I haven't done that in so long. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? I was just, like, the, uh, track, the track I sent you is just like that fucking solo is on the shit. And yeah. I was just like, I would have not made that on something else. Yeah, the track you sent me is insane. <laughs> <laughs> insane. Like, you know, when you listen to someone's records and you're like, oh my God, I hate them. <laughs> that was, that was one of them because it's like, especially when it's your mate, it fucks you off even more. Because <laughs> it's so good. And then like, it's like a record that I listen to. I I would like, this is the sort of stuff I listen to on a day-to-day -day basis. It's like, yeah. And then I'd go and try and make that and be, and just fail massively. <laughs> I didn't know if you would like it. I just I literally only sent it to the person I remixed it for, and then and then you. Yeah, that's it for now. It's dope. Um, I really like it. The vocals are cool as well. Yeah, vocals are dope. Um, you should. I'll send you the original. It's yeah. Beautiful. I mean, the original is like stunning. Yeah. It's 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 such a record that. It's it's going to be timeless. Um, his, his original. It's L Lyndon. Lyndon J. Yeah, yeah. Um, Your remix though is timeless. It, the what? The remix is timeless, man. It's wicked. It's wicked. It's fucking. Yeah, great. thank you. I think I'm, I'm just gonna. What I love about it is I made it in seconds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I spent. I was basically the. So I've been enjoying getting high again. That's oh shit. Yeah. Shit. That's, yeah. What? That's What's happened? We need to talk about too. It's it's all connected. It's just like <laughs> I think I'm slowly getting in a place of, and it all goes in waves. Crack it's is crack is a, crack is a hell of a drug, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> slowly coming back to my old self. <laughs> oh, dude. We're not going to dive deep into the old days drinking water, but, um, no, I've been, um, I've been enjoying like, um, edibles. Yeah. I don't like yeah. smoking, but been, you know, 
traveling. Like I did a few things. I when I went to Arizona on my own and I went to Nevada on my own. And then I, I got some edibles and I did some there. And then I was just like, whoo, I was fucked because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not used to it anymore. But I was fucked. Like literally, Noah was like, just take half <laughs> of the, one, the sweets. They're fucking tasty that's the problem they tasty sweets they're so tasty so anyway i had half thinking i'll be fine because she was like i can eat four she should only you should only yeah she gets high she, uh, so anyway so i was just like okay cool i had half and then that's when i was in vegas out of my body i was i was literally on the sofa suddenly and i was like <laughs> If my body's here, myself was outside right here. I was fucking fucked. And I was like, wow, that's too much. I was like, that's intense. I didn't want that. And then, so I didn't take any for a while. And then back here, started getting back like to a good rhythm and in a good mood or whatever. And then I was like, fuck it. You know, I'm just like, I bought this awesome fucking game like Jedi. It's like a Star Wars shit. It's fucking sick. <laughs> Oh, I love your life. Our lives are so opposite, and you're like ten years older than me. And I'm like, I wish I could have that life. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all what you decide to be and to do. So, pop, I was like, let's pop like a little THC edible in my face. Boom. And I'm high all fucking day. I'm like, woo, playing the game, loving it. I'm like having a blast. And then suddenly I'm like restless. That was yesterday. Yeah. And I'm restless. And I'm, or the day before, sorry. And then I was just like, I told them, I said, I'm restless. I'm just going to go in the studio, maybe play some other games or maybe do whatever. I just need to be in a different room. So I got here. I sat and then I looked and I was high and then I was just like looking at my <laughs> sessions and I was like, oh no, I, 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 I don't want to work in on any of this shit. No, no. I was stressing out about looking at all these sessions that I have on my computer that, that they were not finished. <laughs> Gave me anxiety. And then I saw the stems for the, for the Linden track that I've asked him fucking months ago and he sent it. And I was just like, I mean, you know, fucking dragging, didn't do any music. I was like, oh, I could try that. And then I, boom. And then in two hours, slammed that. I was like, wow. And I was, you know, it was fucking crazy. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dragging here. But the fact Fine. that I was high I like as it. fuck, I was listening to some of the, I was, it was like I was hearing the frequencies differently because I know that's how I used to when I used to fucking smoke a lot. yeah. The writing I do when I'm high is entirely different than the writing I will do when I'm not. It's I go, it's two separate persons. And that's what happened because I write fast. I go straight into the zone, into what makes me feel good and what needs to be there instead of like what needs to be there. I just go with what a fucking feels amazing. Feels like. And then I woke up, had breakfast early in the morning, blah, 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 did my shit, sat here, tweaked it, done smashed it <laughs> i mean you know and then I, i'm still working on born dirty tracks that are like fucking 10 years old yeah like that that were from other projects that brought in there and are changing the mix again and changing this again no that has to stop that has to be it's done it's so strange because we were talking about this the other night and i'm like on this other tip where i would smash a record out in like a couple of hours and be gone and release it 
and Amazing. now and now I'm like no I have to make these better I have to like perfect these records I have to I have to what keep going I have to keep pushing and getting them better and make them better as good as I could possibly get and take them in different directions and and see if I can make a better version of this record and and do that and do that but what I'm finding is that I'm just losing the vibe Lose, yeah. losing that initial vibe and this isn't to blame manager Ryan at all but he's like dude just just try, push yourself harder like keep pushing yeah. and and it's it's a really interesting to, like process because he's like he's pushed me on on remixes that I've done that have came out much better that I would never have pushed myself on and now I'm just trying to push myself to that next level. But there's something about that. All of my all of my best records have come out from that first like two hour session, and you come out of the studio and being like, "I cannot wait to get back in the studio tomorrow and finish this." Yeah, but isn't this like the actual point what, of making music? What it's about, right? That's what it's about. It's not about like. What comes out of you is what's your true instinct. Yeah. If you are just like purely going into your lane at that moment, yeah, like we said, this is not like a, an entire, it is a blank canvas, but it's not like you're making, you know, trance, although you are, but yeah. yeah do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I can. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, you're going to make a techno track. Or, you know, whatever around that, that's the lane. But the initial energy that comes out of you is what really matters. And sometimes it's absolutely fucking shit. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? And then moving on. It's not like, oh, let me just like make this shit sound better. No. It's just like, it's okay. Just keep going. But the thing is, you're going to spend that initial energy... It doesn't mean you shouldn't spend a week on the track. It doesn't mean you shouldn't spend a month on the track. It just means that if you have something really good, you don't need the more to you're going to listen to it, the more you're going to eventually want to change it. It's normal, but it's not changing that you want to do. It's create something new. Yeah, yeah. So you need to move from this track and create something new instead of creating something new and changing. Because that's what I do with my all, uh, all my Born Day tracks. And that's why I don't release that much music because I'm constantly changing them. Yeah. And that's wrong. That for me, it's definitely. I agree, man. Work. I was just scrolling through um, Instagram and DJ Dion just fucking put some badass ghetto shit out. And I was like, yeah. Oh shit, I miss making this. Like, yeah. It's the simplest records. Like, it's, it's literally like a kick, a hat, an 808, and like some fucking twerky synth and some and dusty fucking some gangster saying I, suck my dick bitch and but it sounds great i know but because these are the fucking records these are the fucking bombs i'm gonna see if and, i can play it because it's so good yeah gone it's um uh, i also miss i miss doing like well that's the thing like now i'm i think i'm going back to that That's, yeah, no, I was, uh, you find it. We can't really hear it. Can you not hear it? 
Ah, I could hear it. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone, it's gone. Sorry, people. I can't really... All I, all I heard is suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> suck my dick. Check it out. It's bong, on, bong. It's, it's bong, on Dion's bong. Instagram. But I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I just... It's just going in and having fun. I feel like this year I've just... Like, as the year's gone on, I'm just, like, trying to do something. I'm trying to, like get somewhere and achieve something and write a track that's gonna change my career and shit like that and then forgetting that the tracks that change your career are the ones that you don't try and make in in general but there's also no rules i think like what i i really absolutely adore about you is like your dedication to your goals and your 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 clear mind of like what you gotta be doing and that's like i fucking envy that like straight up because i'm like we said yeah. we're very opposite like that i'm like <laughs> i mean <laughs> i only read five pages of this so far i'm getting i'm getting shit for it by the way but anyway yeah, I bet you are. it's uh, <laughs> it's uh it, it, the goals are like that you have is just so clear and you know what you're doing da, da, da. so making that trying to make that record that is amazing and you know huge vocal like this it's not easy to make these tracks no it's not easy firstly we need the vocalists we do and then you need the writers as well. You need the song. You need the, you you need need the, the writing writer. to be banging. Da, yeah. da, da. But then it's just like, then you turn left and then you look what comes out and what bangs and what becomes really big. And you, you're like, I will have never written that. Yeah. Never in my life. Do you know what I mean? So I think what's going to mostly resonate with everyone and the most is what is true. What's your true self, yeah. you know? I think um, I think being back in the UK for the whole year or since March, like the music here is so different compared yeah. to over in America. But I think in America, it's just you're just in your own little bubble. Whereas here, like you listen, I listen to radio more here. I like there's more influences of music around me. Yeah, and you like going to the gym. Like the gym music is so different to American gym music. If you know what I mean, yeah. it's, everything's it's not just, EDM. It's it's not well in the gym in Detroit. They play like hip hop and like rock, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. don't I'm get like they don't even know what hip hop is where I live. Like yeah. it's it's straight up just not not something. I'm just still, still playing Portishead. Yeah, literally, get everyone depressed. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I'd actually love it if they played Portishead. Oh god, I would, that would get be... sweat on. Still, still top three top three artists there's yes yeah, my favorite artists of, of all time did i tell top. you i saw massive attack in detroit no yeah mate i saw them in oh my god what's the what's the venue i'm sorry detroit i forgot the venue name but it's like the yeah. iconic venue in detroit but i saw them yeah just over a oh year is ago. it the uh the the, the, the big sonic the masonic big... temple but yeah, the temple, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I play there. But anyway, tell me. Oh, check you out. 
it's actually yeah. a cool venue to play in it. Cool and scary, I'll tell you. There is a there's some ghosts in that shit. There is up in the there is up in the rooms. Yes, it's fucking crazy. For real, for real. Yeah, it's like we we didn't like we we ran like at one point. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, it's the Masonic it's the Masonic Temple, so it's like where the Ma- I don't quote me if I'm wrong, but like the Mason is it the Masons? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, like the mate the. That's some sacrifices and that's some white shit, baby. That is some <laughs> fucked up, fucked up shit, dude. <laughs> anyway, so tell me, tell me of a massive attack instead. They were insane and extremely political. Um, they're like visuals were just so political on yeah. like another level. I I didn't really know what to expect, um, but it was interesting to like see them in their like a band from my hometown and then in my second hometown watching them it's kind of amazing and it is amazing yeah. when was that though november last year not last year the oh, year before wow yeah damn sick yeah it was amazing oh who's at the door yeah i don't know <laughs> Probably just the wind. <laughs> She's losing it. ADHD dogs. Oh god, we just found out her breed as well, like yesterday, and it's just like it makes all sense. She's like eighty percent like a guard dog, which we obviously knew from some sort, but she's full on. She's just full on batshit crazy. Pretty much, she's just on on alert all the time yeah like even when she's outside chilling she's like you can tell she's like left right up down this 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 branch moved this fucking wind <laughs> and she sees shit that we don't and yeah. hears shit that we don't so it's you know like, we're like she's crazy but she probably heard a hundred things we, we didn't hear <laughs> you know so fucking dogs man anyway but yeah man I, I miss these uh I'm, I miss these days of of um the old Bristol scene and you know the trip up scene that fucking that was the golden age of like amazing amazing electronic music that's starting yeah. to come out I was actually talking to my parents the other day and my dad was like is there any like from when you were at like school is there any like iconic songs or bands that like remind you of your time at school and I'm like there are loads but the music, like comparing the music from then, and I know my parents compared their music from now, and I think every generation will do this. Yeah. But the music now, a lot of the music coming out, the popular music that was, because we, we had popular music, like bands were big when I was growing up, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Linkin Park, Green Day, they were Blink-182, they were all like huge bands. Wow, you're referencing a lot of... Tr- Trash that I, did, that I did not listen to. Yeah, exactly. And and this is I the mean, thing. Red Hot Chili Peppers, yes, but the rest no. Yeah, and Linkin Park, man, they were the ones. For yes, me. yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I never listened to them because they were too commercial for cool young Mika. But this <laughs> is like they were massive and amazing, amazing lyrics. This this was before I was cool, man. So <laughs> <laughs> you were never cool, bro. I still not, bro. <laughs> Still secretly listening to like Blink One Eight Two or whatever the name of the band I, is. I listened to the them for like nostalgia, like when you're with the lads driving somewhere in the car and they put Blink One Eight Two and you're like, yeah, this, this 
days. Oh man. god, this is the days. Oh, no, you've all, you've got that man. Come on, what's yours? Oh, fuck. I mean, when it came to bands and 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 anything with like, I was only listening to good shit. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe I, you. Listen, I don't believe I you. Mean, I think the worst like that I probably did was like Vanilla Ice, Ice and then yeah. which was a banger that track, but I've never listened to anything else. And then uh, and then fucking what was this? Uh, this track? <laughs> you remember this uh, Transformer? Oh, the like <laughs> reggae kind of. It was like a reggae, like absolute fucking. Did that go into jungle? It was called Informa, but I can't Informa, but I can't fucking remember. Inf- Informa. Informa. Let me let me try this out. Anybody that's listening, go. Informa. Yeah, I remember that. Informa. Snow. Can you hear this? It's pretty dope. Why do I remember this thing? It's pretty party. <laughs> That's a tune. Here's a tune. Here's a tune. No, I don't know, man. I really like, I have listened to some pop stuff, but I think they were mostly like French and like, and I don't mean pop, like I, I love pop music. I really fucking love pop. But... You like Bob Sinclair's biggest fan? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, the thing is, the thing is where, where you can't... <laughs> I've like I was really heavy in the grunge scene and I was heavy in the 70s stuff you know I was really heavy because the grunge scene was a lot based on the 80s and the 70s and and so it's just I just I got lucky to my teenage years were like you know the classics stuck in the fucking Led Zepp Pink Floyd all the grunge scene and then all the fucking I love the goth scene. I fucking love that dark and minimal shit, you know? Like, it was just, like, two fucking three chords, like, really fucking shitty productions and really, like, everyone's depressed. Everyone should die. I love that shit. That's what crack does to you people. <laughs> fucking um, Bauhaus and stuff like yeah. that. I fucking I was never. It. I was never into it. I was, I was never, like... Yeah, I was never that cool kid. Just you, just you, just loved like Blink One Eight Two, and that's fine. Faithless were the ones for me, man. Yeah, but fa- Faithless is Chemical Brothers. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like we're, we're talking about like things that are not so good. Chemical Brothers. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like Faithless and Chemical Brothers are fucking legends. Yeah. So, I mean, so I blink one eight two, but it's like really, I never connected. Yeah, with it. it's it's shit at the end of the day. So so Pop. sorry, guys. Like, I, maybe some people fucking love it, but I just I just really never connected with it. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. It's kind of like if you grew up and listened to the Clash and fucking all the fucking you know. That's what I grew up with, Dad. 
That's what I mean. Like my dad loved it. We still listen but to it at dinner. <laughs> the Clash, yeah, yeah, because it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But that's the thing. Yeah. I don't feel like there's that around anymore. Uh, band wise, I don't know because I, I'm completely not disconnected. I'm sure. I am sure there are bands that are amazing and changing the game. Yeah, I'm sure it must be. It's just I'm not in the indie rock scene anymore which I, it's stupid because it's why one of my favorite type of music but it's weird because back then that was what was in the charts that was what was popular that was pop music then but now yeah. it's not it's all cardi b yeah it's cardi b yeah I, uh, what's changed man i mean Do you think it'll come back it comes back always right I mean, I don't, I don't know what's, I don't really care what's in the charts. I don't, I mean, I know it influences the masses and therefore it influences like more. Um, but, you know, yeah, there is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's mad to, to look back and look what used to be in the charts and what's now, but it's dope. I love that hip hop is, is crushing. I love hip hop, like taking over it's been taking over for a fucking long time well, now. it took over you it know took it over was America. one of the biggest it, the thing is it was one of the biggest genre of music it was just not given the opportunity to actually be bigger than what it could have been and what it is now basically i don't know though i think it i think it did have i think it did have a huge impact on the world but more so america like even from the beginning it was it was so big that no one could get away from it yeah but it wasn't like the top 10 five artists no. on the whatever charts will be you know hip-hop artists it would be like one band or you know like another whatever it will always be like someone really big but not like there weren't that many that's the thing not no. that much as much as today i mean yeah, it's yeah. just can't compare but you know hip-hop was huge everywhere and i remember being really huge like i was massive on the hip-hop uk scene uh you know as soon as i moved to london like was 1997 or 8 and dude uh, dude guess what i was eight <laughs> yeah you were eight yeah listening to fucking whatever <laughs> to the fucking wherever <laughs> I don't know I don't even know what you're listening to when you're eight years old but um the UK scene was deep deep the, the, the UK hip hop scene I remember you Skinny know. Man Skinny huh? Man Skinny Man Skinny Man was sick Roots Maneuver changed uh, the game so uh, I mean bro like Roots I, I, I literally got Roots Maneuver first album like on Lapbrook Grove, like that he yeah. made like down the street, you know, and we were all like, yeah, it's the dude down the street making this making dope beats. album that became like fucking legendary. Um, there well, were many, well, there was well. many, many. Oh, so the what? When you just hear well, 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 and you're just like, oh, wow. Well, 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 yeah. it's fucking... His voice, man, and all the collabs he's done after that, all the, you know, cinematic orchestra to oh, fucking... Cinematic orchestra. So good, yeah. but that's this that's this era, bro. Yeah, all so that good. time. The thing is, I always say, 
I got really fucking lucky because I went through all these new genres that were just yeah. coming out of like nowhere, like and you know just doing these hybrid shit. And when you twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, and and before in London in the UK, all these influences, all these cultures that were clashing in a good way and creating these like fucking sounds that no one's ever heard before that was very powerful to to be part of that yeah. when it happened what do you think it is about the uk with with its music because it, it is insane how what, how much of a small country it is and small population in the grand scheme of the rest of the world and and the power it's had on the rest of the world I the thing is the most of the music that we love is based on rebellion. Yeah. And so the UK really fucking had it like with the government, government yeah. and the fucking royalties and all that, especially at the back of the 70s coming into the 80s, everyone was sick of it. Yeah. And Thatcher and all that shit, everyone was like fucking hating. Yeah. So what happened is also England colonized many The, the world. <laughs> yeah, man, the entire world. <laughs> You know, hand in hand with France and, yeah. you know, Holland and Portugal and Spain. But what happened is it's like when the when a lot of the Caribbean culture arrived in England. Yeah. That obviously like came with all the culture, which was, you know, the food, the music, the, the everything, everything. And then so... What happened at one point, I believe, is, is that the punk scene that was uh, completely against, uh, you know, basically Babylon, like what yeah. the, you know, the reggae dub scene was, you know, it wasn't dub yet, it was purely reggae then, um, was, br was also bringing to the UK with them, they realized that they were doing the same thing and then they were fighting for the same causes and stuff like that. And then that's when this amazing thing happened where ska, punk and reggae, well, basically punk and reggae started become ska. Yeah. They were using the reggae like rhythms and then they turned into the punk scene and then all you would go to parties, which I, I didn't, I, you know, I read the books or the videos. I, I was, I'm old, but not that old, but <laughs> I didn't get to see that, which I would have loved to, Yeah. Uh, you know, to get to fucking punk parties or like fucking underground parties and it would just be like amazing, like mix of cultures and that, I think the UK was very very lucky to have that because from that emerged all the fucking multiple types of sounds and from that we got the jungle because you know that was like the reggae tunes and the and the, the, the the funk tracks that were just basically the speed that shit up and then you know it became jungle and then we had the fucking drum and bass and then they slow it down and then it became garage and then it, you know took took 
the hat the the snares off and put them in different place and then it became dubstep and then it's just all fucking connected and all that it was just like because of the multitude of cultures that were just like clashing together yeah fucking love that and in france we have that too and then because because of the, all the cultures that are, are in France, you know, and we created some of the fucking... But as much as fr the French scene has had, like, really some uh, types of music that were really, like, you could say, oh, shit, that's, like, the French touch or the French sound or whatever, mostly it's all UK. Yeah. You know, it's all UK shit. It's the one thing I wish I, I kind of got more involved in growing up is, like, the free party free party rave kind of scene but it was yeah. kind of out when i was growing up it was kind of it's it's still around but it's not what it was about yeah back, back in the day and the music kind of changed a lot but i i would have loved to have been around like with the, the like junior boy zone kind of era and just kind of seeing yeah. <laughs> seeing all these insane like underground techno parties really but it wasn't even techno it was just fucking it was just dance music it was it wasn't techno no, it I, wasn't. Did, I did i used to go that's yeah. that's where i used to start going raving and it was with like spinal like spiral tribes and spiral tribes sorry not spinal spiral tribes and all the on they, they weren't even underground this no. underground was even like not something they would even it wasn't it, even it was a word. Than, it was more than that. It, it was, was a like, community. It was a community. It was a movement. It was a community and it was just like a massive fuck you to like everything because it was free. These guys were like straight up. I mean, they were making money a certain way, which oh, doesn't, don't, have, don't have to fucking mention, but it's they were doing everything free, bringing all their gear and they were going around Europe and... I got really lucky because they were coming to south of France as well. And all my mates were way older than me. So when I was 15, 16, my mates were like 20, 25. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were throwing uh, raves in the forest, in the mountains, because we have all that. And I remember seeing these dudes like, not even just my mates, but like the guys that when we would go and, and see this, you know, Spiral Tribes and I can't remember all the names now, but I'm gonna Google some as you're talking. Yeah, the fucking graves, bro. They were like, first of all, it was all vinyl, obviously. Yeah, all vinyl. Wait, what's vinyl? Was, yeah, exactly. It's this thing that you you put inside the the CDJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be funny if they created like CDJs this big where you <laughs> you put the vinyl inside? It'd be sick. Pioneer, get hit them up. Pioneer guys, let's do it. Um, you know, it reads the fucking thing for you, and then you get all the fucking titles. But from the vinyl, I'll be sick. Actually, I, I, that would be terrible. Scratch that, because the, the the most beautiful thing about He's the vinyl it. is to put your hand on it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, no, so the parties there were fucking wild. It was all vinyl. It was three, four days nonstop. Dude, move away from your mic a little bit. It's distorting. Three, three, four days nonstop. And then I remember, like, it was 
hardcore, acid core, fucking yeah. like uh, side side um, side stages often were like jungle. Uh, it was like, bro, like it was fast. You would get fucking slammed. Yeah. You know, it was fucking sick. I loved Acid Core. It was my fucking shit. I fucking loved it. Um, it was hard. What, it was hard. It's, it's really hard. It's like 180 BPM. Yeah. <laughs> 180 BPM with some fucking crazy, like, acid shit. That's was like amazing. little Texas vibes now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and people were like booing the DJs if they were making mistakes. It was fucking ruthless. It was as much as it was incredible, the vibes were also very ruthless. Like everyone was dancing, everyone was in the zone. No one gave a shit what the DJ looked like. They didn't give a shit what people thought they looked like, whatever. Yeah. But they only cared about how they were DJing. And if they were making mistakes and the, the vinyl will start to move a little bit from mixing two fucking records at 180 BPM on two vinyls high as fuck it's like you know and then they'll make mistakes and people will be like boo boo <laughs> and come to the fucking face of the DJ be like what are you fucking doing bro that's just like, French people up. that's just French people ruthless <laughs> that's how we, that's how we grew up bro. that's how you roll I remember <laughs> I remember one of my ex-girlfriends she was like a proper partier and she took me to a free party in Maidstone and it was uh, the old abandoned leisure center and they'd obviously broke in and just like turned into this massive rave and like it was they were playing like hard house and i was not into the hard house but the amount of ketamine people were on was just on another level and it almost kind of got to the point where it was like this isn't about the party now this is just about getting high as fuck and yeah. I think for me, there's like, obviously I don't don't drink or anything like that, but there comes a point where it's like, I don't have an issue with people getting fucked up or taking drugs or anything like that. But when the getting high is, is more important than going to party and, and listen to the music and experience the music, that's yeah. when it's not worth it for me it's it doesn't it doesn't create a good atmosphere there was more people yeah, fucking right. getting high than listening to the music than in the actual room where the djs were playing and you're like well what's the point in this like you can just do this at home if you want yeah it it i remember at one point um i remember clearly at one point being with all the mates who were like Always looking for drugs, yeah. always looking, we're getting, going to raves, always like, whether we didn't get it before, we would definitely try to get it at the party. And then if we would spend most of the night looking for the fucking gear instead of just enjoying, <laughs> enjoying the night. It. Yeah. And that really was she. I think that's a younger thing though, right? Probably is, yeah. I like, mean, I was really young for sure, but... Um, I, I remember it, like going out partying with mates and all they all they're out to is just get fucked up, which I, yeah. I think is a younger thing. But the thing is, it's not about getting fucked up. Getting fucked up, great. Getting fucked up on good drugs, great. Getting fucked up on good drugs with good music, amazing, yeah. amazing experience. But 
spending all your fucking energy looking for this, you know, looking for whatever you're looking, that's 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 taking away from, I think, the music. If you yeah. can't interact with the music without the drugs, then... It's a tough one. It's a tough one because also you've never done drugs, yeah. right? Or do, or have you? No. You've never done anything? No. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. You sound like you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying, bro. I know people. I know when they're talking shit. No, nothing at all. <laughs> I'm calling you out right here. You're going to have to stick to the fucking script here, I bet. But... Offline, you're gonna have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of bullshit. You had a little, you know. We'll look back at the video. You had a, when I asked you the question, your face went like brrr. a little smile. Yeah, they were like ching 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 ching. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. What I was gonna say is, once you've tapped into listening to any type of music particularly repetitive music could be any type doesn't have to be even electronic that that mantra that comes with something repetitive even if it's just a kick even if it's just a vocal that repeats the same thing that does the same thing when you are you can obviously do without any drugs and you can get to this meditative amazing place where it just gives you this entire new perspective on something but when you're fucked on something really clean and really good especially i've done LS, lsd was my thing and you tap into these repetitive patterns and music and whatever blah, blah, blah. i mean that it's hard to come back from that it's yeah. hard to then be like oh i'm just gonna go and listen to music without doing it because it's so incredible it's like being in another world yeah, I've I've like I've never experienced that on drugs. So I've never been to a club on drugs. Yeah. Like I've never experienced like yeah, I guess just drinking alcohol which isn't the same. So it's like it isn't. I and I think this is like my first experience of a club was when I was like a a, a club not like a a not like a concert or anything, but a club. My first experience was when I was DJing, which is why I would never choose to go to a club and just go rave because I've just never had that experience because I'm just like, I'd rather be DJing. Yeah. I feel that. It's it. Would you though? Would you now go go for a rave? Yeah. If, like, if it's the right night. Today, you would have asked me a year ago, I would have said no. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's, but like when you say, would you go to a rave? And I was just thinking, mm, and then I had this flash of like being in Berlin like a few years back. Um, and the mayor was like, let's go to a rave fucking midday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was amazing. We should do it, man. It was a fuck yeah. We should do it. It was it was just amazing. It was just I was just like not on drugs, sipping on like a drink, just yeah. chilling, and walking around, watching people, sick music. Yeah, I was just like, dude, this is this is dope. We should you know? do it. We should go away for like a week somewhere, 
just 100% when, like, when all that fucking madness like calms the fuck down yeah um let's go let's go somewhere in europe and i i don't feel like i could do it in america like no i mean it could be i don't know how the raves are in like croatia or you know i mean like you know I've, i've never i've never been there um but you know yeah i mean again would you ask me would i want to go to a rave in like england right now maybe not yeah probably not but if it was in germany probably yes because it's very different yeah the culture there. No, i very- agree i totally agree man like yeah i think for me going to a rave is like not about i'm trying to say this like without trying to offend people but it's like just fucking offend people bro it's it's like i feel like people go out and rave not just to listen to the music now it's like to make to show all their friends on instagram what they're wearing and what they're doing and what they're drinking like i i want to go to just this like cool little club when no one gives a fuck everyone's just there if you know what i mean and yeah i I feel like feel like there's not so much that in our scene at all it's there it's out there but not in ours in what we play i think i think we i think it's there i think we potentially focus on the the phone out instagram da, 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 a little too much because i don't think like most people are on their phone the entire night they're not most people are actually dancing the entire night, having a blast, popping the phone out every now and then, taking a selfie, doing a video because they want to remember that. Um, I don't think. I mean, bro, I didn't grow up. <laughs> I didn't grow up with fucking mobile phones, you yeah. know. Like the the you know I was I was doing this when I was growing up to get a fucking yeah number. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so. You know, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the off the phone thing. Would I? Do I like like places? Would you go to see gigs and they're like no phones allowed? Yeah, I no. That. But that's the thing is, I'm cool with the phone thing. I don't give a fuck about the phone thing. But what yeah. I'm talking about is what I want to go to. If I was to go to a place and listen to music, like what what do I want to get out of that? Because I'm not going for anyone else. I'm going for myself. But- what you really yeah go on sorry go ahead i remember going to see the chemical brothers in two years ago um in new york like i didn't get my phone out once and i just purely because i'm like i'm loving this moment i don't need to record this i don't need to watch this but yeah again that's i didn't like even though we had phones when we were younger social media wasn't around if you know what I mean, we didn't have smartphones. We, we it was all like flip phones and matrix phones, so like yeah. you, we couldn't record it. So for me, it was more so about enjoying the moment. And I get today's what whatever people do now is what they want to do. And I, at the end of the day, phones help us. Phones have helped my career on a yeah. massive, massive thing. Like people posting videos really does help my career and helps your career. But I'm yeah. talking about what i want if i was to go to a rave but i know what you want what 
what you want is to go to a rave, and that's why you mentioned Chemical Brothers and stuff like that. You want to go to a rave with people that are from an older generation. Yeah. That is truth. At the end of the day, if you were going to go to rave, you would want to go to like Giles Peterson's like worldwide festival or some shit like that, where, you know, you mostly have like, you know, 30 year old plus like to all the way to 50 years old, where people just go purely for the music and having a really good time. Um, I don't think you want to go to a rave with like 20 years olds. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's basically, yeah, it is. It's basically, okay, the, the raves we're talking about, they're the raves they used to be. They're not anymore. Or you can find them, but they're not like, they're not even really raves anymore. That's the thing. It's, it's a bunch like, of old men yeah, <laughs> trying to like live like old, their old days. Yeah, bunch of old people drinking champagne. You know, at a rave on the beach. You know, it's like <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> we don't want to go to a rave at the end of the day. Let's be honest. No, at the end of the day, not really. Unless it's like this particular thing I have in my mind, which like you know, yeah, Berlin or like somewhere like it's not even cool, but somewhere where I know it's going to be gritty but sexy. I want to go somewhere you know? in Japan. That has like these like insane sound systems, like because they have some crazy sound system bars that the bars are just like on they another do. level of sound systems, they and do. you're like you go up like four floors and you just go to this tiny room and it's like literally like sixty people, and you're like, oh my days, what happened to I, this? I'd totally move to fucking Japan if I could. Same. Should we just go together? I mean, I would move to Osaka like tomorrow. I haven't explored Osaka that much. I need to. I've been once, w- but not not enough. That's 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 where you want to move if you move to Japan. Yeah, that is, because Tokyo is, Amazing. I believe, three hours away yeah. from Osaka, so it's chill. On it's like you can train. go anytime you want. Uh, but Osaka is on another level. Oh, the level. Um, I mean, Jax obviously lives there. He lives between um, Tokyo and and Osaka, but what a beautiful, absolutely beautiful city that is. And and I've I've been three times and I still haven't done anything. Like, there's so much to do. But the culture, and it's exciting there, you know? It's, like, exciting and you have all these little... hidden places the shops are hidden the the bars are hidden uh literally you could go up some like three four floor like floors and with nothing no signs nothing and then suddenly you're somewhere you're somewhere you're in this yeah. weird ass door and then you open it and then you, you 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 open the door and then and that's not that's one example but that happens to me many times uh, you open the door and then there's a wall and then you turn <laughs> And then there's another door that is like literally a meter high. For short people like me, it's fine. You can say it. You would, you would, you, you know, you would, you'd have to, you'd have to jump to hit your head. But I would, I had to, <laughs> I'd had to like. What are you saying about call. Asian people, Bondi? <laughs> <laughs> I 
And you creep in, you creep underneath it, and then you go around this thing, and then suddenly you're in this bar. It's all fucking dark. It's all like only candles, and and there's like five seats, and yeah. this amazing wall of like fucking herbs and oils and alcohols, and and you have these two like. Japanese dudes just like <laughs> burning some fucking shit on like like on some next level shit and they're cool as shit and as well they look cool fuck. they're fashion man so cool bro so, so cool and they talk to you like like they were straight up they were like yeah what's up yeah it's yeah, so what, cool what, I love it what, like you know side, sideways they're like what you want yeah yeah <laughs> uh huh just tell me three flavors you know, <laughs> what smells do you like you like shit like this and you're like wow and then they do it in front of you and it's like ten dollars yeah <laughs> it's like like the most amazing cocktail you would ever have with the purest alcohol the fucking craft years and years of like learning and the smell it's it's cooking like they're cooking these things and yeah. it, it's like 10 bucks do you know what i mean that's what i love about japan is or yeah it is japanese culture and they've turned around quickly from considering not so long ago where they were at but yeah. like just how good they are at perfecting things they take something they make it practically better yeah like fruit you can buy like a pineapple for like 400 bucks and then you're like why would i spend 400 bucks on like a strawberry yeah and then you're like oh this is why yeah one of the best pizza i've ever had was in japan yeah i can imagine which is fucking nuts it's like i grew up in you know, partly in south of France, like at the border of Italy. So we want to talk pizza. I can tell you, I've had some good ones, but this one was like, I bet, fuck I it. bet bots had some better ones. Which ones? I bet bots had some better ones. <laughs> I, I have not seen it. If you hear this, but like, I know you've been to Osaka and you know the pizzas are fucking banging there. Yeah, I I miss Japan a lot. Yeah, I mean, do you ever get like weird looks because you're like so tall and? No, not in Japan, not so much. What like I'm... they're like at the shows. Like I've had like, I mean, I am pretty tall there. Yeah, I'm pretty tall, yeah. but no, no, in Japan, not so much. They're very like, in general. um you know, and they're kind and they're like, everyone like respects your space. And, you know, um, I love going to Asia. I love going to the fun, the fun ones were when I went to China. I've, I've never been, China. I've never been went to China a few times and yeah, straight up. Like if I go on the main street, like somewhere, you know, in Guangzhou or, um, you know, Shanghai way less, but yeah. you know whatever. And but you know when I used to really tall, wearing like crazy fucking clothes and like bleach hair, 
and people would stare like hard, but not in a bad way. They would like have massive smiles and just be like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> What's just landed in China? Yeah, it was like that. Um, but no, no, in Japan, not so much. I love China. I love it. I Never love been. it. I really want to go. I love it. Like, Was that when you were doing uh, Sono Kick? Yeah, and Born 32. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was right the... At the turnaround, the turnaround, yeah, it was it was really really cool. Um, what made you go to America? We've never spoke about this. I I was signed to I was signed to uh, an agency, so I was like starting gigging here. Yeah, and I, I used to come here quite a bit for gigging more and more and more and more, and eventually it was just like. I was. I kept saying I want to move to LA. I want to move to LA because every time I come to LA, stay here, the weather was amazing. I mean, fucking hell, seventeen years in London. I was like, I'm done, <laughs> done. I'm done. Never complained. Never had a problem with the weather. Never. I really didn't. Always loved the sunshine. Always did. But also, absolutely loved the rain. Made me write some of the best music I've ever in. But when I started to taste the LA sun and the fucking beautiful weather and all that shit here. I was just like, oh man, I want to move here. Eventually I did. Eventually I just moved there and stayed there. It's like five and a half years ago. When you moving out? I would have already. I would have, but um Noel has a really dope work yeah, like job yeah, yeah. at the moment. So we you know we're considering that we we, we like we're ready to go. Where like, would you go? That's a big question. That honestly, there's no that many places. Yeah, it's either going somewhere in Asia, like, but then again, like you would only be a tourist. You alienate yourself, like don't you? Huh? You'd alienate yourself. You kind of do. You yeah. really do. Um, the other place, the first place that comes to mind is Barcelona, because it's very central for a lot of the things I would want being close to my family being close to uh you know London uh close to you know all my friends yeah. like all my close friends and then well not all I have close friends in America too but I mean like yeah. the ones I haven't seen for in fucking Ever. a million years and so yeah Barcelona would be a good spot because also it's cheap there's the beach. Barcelona is beautiful. Weather's good, beautiful, good food. It's a pretty good place. Yeah. It's a pretty good place. You know, I would love my Spanish is rusty and not great, but I would, you know, I'd pick up real fast, you know. It's, yeah, you'd pick not, that up. I, yeah. I wouldn't, but you definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. would. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I learned Spanish when I was younger, so I'll, I'll come back. It's it's close to French too, so it's yeah. easy. I wish I was good at languages. You only speak English? Mate, come on, I'm English, and, of course. Uh, yeah, true, true, true. I mean, and by only, I don't mean that, like, in a, I mean, I, you know, I speak three languages, so it's... Uh, All right, mate, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, my, godmother, only, my godmother speaks like seven, and I'm like, fuck off. Just can't deal with it. Amazing. I love people I that fucking can speak. It's like one of my oh, biggest turn-ons, dude. Like it's amazing. When when I hear a girl go from 
some language to another language, I'm like, oh my God. It's dope. Yeah, I love it. I feel you. My granddad speaks like nine languages. Oh, Easy, so cool. probably more. He can fucking do it. Like, I'm amazed. He's 95. Damn. And when I speak to him, he's like, we switch from like English to French to Hebrew. And, and then I stop because <laughs> he can just fucking speak. He can speak everything. Literally. It's fucking mad. That's mad. That is mad. Like no. 95 as well. He's lived some life. He's seen some things. He has. Uh, it's, it's mad to like, when I speak to him, it's always like, do you think... To think about all the things that he's seen yeah. and he's lived, the heavy shit that he's yeah. gone through, that even if you explain it, can't even be, you can't even really comprehend. Even it's if- like, I've explained it to myself, I've t- t- you know, told myself many times, but you can't even fucking grasp the horror he's done, sorry, he's seen, sorry. But when I speak to him, he's like this jolly, happy, positive motherfucker that is like, you can't touch him. Does it like ever, ever like when you're feeling down, you're like, do you ever like, Gramps went through a lot more than me, let's fucking step out of it. I don't. No. I should, but I um, I have learned that I'm learning to accept my feelings. I'm learning to accept that it's okay to feel certain ways. It's okay to bring perspective and to think, uh, you know, my granddad went through this or my friends went through that or like think about what happened like a year ago, how you were, like you can bring perspective to help you elevate a little bit more. But also disregarding feelings is like really bad. It's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. It catches up on you. So I'm just straight like, this is how I feel. I'm with it. I'm looking at it and this is how it is. Because for me, it's like... uh, it's not something I can just be like, be better. Yeah. It's okay. Woohoo, let's go. It's not like that, you know. I've uh, it's way more complicated. Yeah. And I'm and I've dealt with my own mental health my entire life without speaking to anybody, without only in my head figuring things out, looking at things around me and comparing uh, to feel you know, trying to f- find ways, you know? So I'm really good, I think, at like, but it's tough when it's just you, you know? Yeah. But it's impossible for me to just snap out. Can you? Can you just like snap out of the <laughs> funk? If you're in the funk, can you just be like, no, fuck it, I'm good now? Sometimes. Just wow, depends. that's dope. Sometimes. Um, but I can also purposely stay in it. Right as well i can i can be like find comfort in depression in the funk yeah it's it doesn't last long like when i'm in that i will get out of it pretty quickly 
like it might take a day if you know what i mean yeah. to be like that's dope but i don't know i i really i don't know i think that's the question is that you i i don't really evaluate myself or like evaluate myself is probably not the right word i don't really like like i know i've been in a funk recently but i'm not so down in the funk that i'm that is affecting my life and other people around me it's just like i think for me the whole coronavirus stuff has just got to me over the last like week or two and more so that is purely because i like to i i like to compare where i'm at in my life from a year ago or from ha- six months ago yeah. and i think for me like obviously i i know i've achieved a lot in 2020 even though it was a strange year for everyone i've i've done a lot but i think i'm kind of comparing the world to where it is now Compa- than when it was six months ago and yeah. and for where i'm at it's like actually got worse <laughs> and and we're in a worse situation and i i think when but the, the thing is i know that it's completely out of my power and when yeah. something's completely out of my power i'm great at just being like is what it is let's just crack on i think when something's in my power like if it's a shit relationship or if it's bad people around me or i've done something that i'm not happy with that's when i can kind of drag it out because i know i need to put work in and i don't it's the work's going to be painful for me to to deal with and i don't always want to deal with it but then i do what i do do is i then realize that the quicker i deal with it the quicker i'll be out of that funk so yeah. it's it's that process of working out what is the process of getting into that kind of dark headspace and then working out what exactly it is cuz like it could be something completely different like That's say like say the other night like i was in a foul mood and i was in a fine mood and then I fucking burnt the quiche. And then I was in a foul mood. <laughs> and and then I sit back and be like, it, was, it wasn't the fact that I burnt the quiche that I was in a foul mood. It was just the fact that we've just been put on lockdown again. And I can't see my family and I can't see my mates. And I'm, I'm not touring and I'm not doing that. But it... If your the- album, if your album is not going to be called "Burn the Quiche," <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but I burned the fucking quiche, and and then that just triggered it off, and I was like, "Fuck." Uh, but it, I can suppress little feelings. Things, I can- little things like that that just that just starts the fire, you know that we're accumulating all this frustration and resentment. You do something that most of us don't you train like a motherfucker and if you didn't train holy fuck i would not want to be your friend you wouldn't 
You really yeah, wouldn't. I know, I know, I know. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be a friend. You would be an absolutely fucking horrible person. Yeah. You would be so mad all the time. Training like okay, so I've taken a week off the studio. <laughs> Here we go. On, on Monday I woke up and did a training session. At six o'clock in the morning for an hour. And that was CrossFit. And then at nine o'clock, I went on a pretty much half a marathon walk in the hills. Wow. And that was like four and a half hours up the hills, up the gorge and everything. Tuesday, uh, I did the same. Wednesday, I trained... And then did like a short walk. Today I trained, did two runs and then went on a walk. I I I have to do something. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> oh my god, that's a lot. That like, is a and, lot. And my mate texted me just a minute ago, just before we got him and I was he's like, I said I'm doing I've got a rest day on Sunday and he was like, Okay. And then he just texted me, he was like, Do you wanna do a ten miler? run and i'm like i was like where are you going he's like across the hills and if he didn't say across the hills i would have done it but because i don't have trail shoes running across the hills at the moment i would be like i'm like on slicks wheel spinning and it, i'm yeah. just gonna fuck my body so and it's not fro it's not freezing tonight so if it was freezing i'd go because it'd still be freezing in the morning and it'd be easy to run on but it's not gonna be yeah but <sighs> you do need a rest day though yeah, they do. do, they? do, do. Never train. I'm not even going to tell the story again. But never, never. I don't think you've told the story on the podcast. I, 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 I'm never training with Will again. So, all right, short story. We're on. Uh, it's only a short ship. story, anyway. Holy ship, uh, 2018. Yeah, I think so. Will and I are on the ship. We're not drinking. We're chilling. Uh, while everyone's going fucking mental, we just take a for the four day pass at a spa oh, on the man, fucking thing. Absolutely fucking amazing. Anyway, we're loving it. We're just. I'm. I might have been sipping a little bit, but not, definitely not drinking heavy or anything, but on the spine. Anyway. And then he's like, let's go train. I was like, yeah, let's go train. Sounds good. We go. Uh, and I'm like, I haven't trained in a while. So I was like stiff and rusty, but I was like keen. And was like, do that. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. This and then like, you know, whatever was like some 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 one of the machines I was doing it, I was already tired and he was like, keep pushing. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I'm off of it. He's like push-ups. So I'm push-ups. It was fucking like <laughs> the army. Like I was like this, that. And I was keen and I kept doing the whole thing. And then we did legs. Long story short, I couldn't walk for two weeks. <laughs> Straight up. The next day, I think I was fine. But then I think the next then then the day after that, I was like almost, I was in bed. I was like, I couldn't even like get up, get to the kitchen. And that, my friend, definitely traumatized me from training because that was horrible. 
That was the most hard. And I used to train hard, you know, like fucking five, six days a week, fighting, all that shit. Yeah. But like, because I haven't done it in forever. That's what it that was. was like, I was like, fuck it. No. Never again. But I'm about to buy this thing which you're gonna laugh about. <laughs> I can't remember the name now, but it's this like something uh, my grand would buy. It's basically a bench. It's a bench. It's like a beautiful <laughs> bench you can sit on and then play video games. It's fucking sick. Oh fuck off. <laughs> no, no, it's a bench and then it has like hooks and then it comes with all the what do you call them? The um, nope. resistance resistant nope. bands. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> You're horrible. Bro, watch. I'm going to do this shit every fucking day. I'm going to be buff. I'll bring you a razor for your vagina as well. Oh, don't, don't say that, man. You're such a motherfucker. Let me find it. Let me find it. I'm telling you, it's good. It's called Zeno. Check it out. Show me a picture. Zeno. It's... It's uh, to be fair, resistant bands are actually really good. That's I'm what I'm saying, I'm only, bro. I'm only giving you shit. You are giving me shit. This this looks like the fucking business. Can you actually see this? This is fucking small. So, hold on. Uh, okay. Yeah, I take take back what I just said. It looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. I can have that in the fucking living room. I don't have to fucking go smell some motherfuckers at the fucking gym. Which, by the way, I fucking don't like. Don't like going to the gym. Smells like everyone's just like... Ugh. It's what like, about what about Muay Thai? You, ch- you were training Muay Thai the other day. I was, I was. And I love it. It's just it's this, a timing this, thing. This is when the excuses come out. It's not. I don't want to be in the gym. I don't want to be in the gym. Why not? I don't want to be in the gym with other people, like fucking sweating and spitting, and I just don't want to be in there. Why though? I don't feel, I don't feel safe, like in this environment. Oh, like COVID stuff. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I like literally went, had an amazing time with my boy Chris Riley. Like shout out, Chris. That was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday again. And then what the day before. And also, if you want a Muay Thai teacher, he is the fucking business. So hit him up. Hit me up and I'll connect you. But that's in LA. Um, but it's a still at the gym. You got the gym. And I was wearing the mask the whole time training. And I was fine, by the way. I wasn't even like... Yeah. It was okay. But there was some other, there was some other dudes in there with no masks and just fucking... It's it's just not safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I I don't know. I I don't. I respect your your. Yeah, yeah. I no, I get it. I, I understand. Like, it's just like at this point, it's also like we're not even sure that we would catch something in a fucking environment like that. But it's just probably there's a risk, and I don't want to take it. No, I respect that, man. I I, I totally. For me, I'm just like, why. Well, I, I want to be fit and healthy. I have to be. And yeah. although gyms are fucking closed at the moment, so I'm just getting the prison gym out and doing it in the yard. But yeah, you have space yeah. outside. And also you're not a lazy motherfucker like me. Yeah, but I could I'm be. Like- I could be. I, I have to literally like, I make myself 
be a madman. And I'm not even a madman compared to some of my mates. Yeah, that's the thing. But you, are, but you are compared to me. So that's the thing. There's always more, there's always less. It's like, you know, you are compared to me, like the amount of work that you do. Yeah, compared to like a fucking... I just don't want to get fat. And I will. I would get fat if I didn't exercise. That's the thing is, is I don't really get fat. I'm so. lucky motherfucker. <laughs> I burn <laughs> just straight like, like <laughs> I just, I just burn. Like I'm always like, I'm so hyperactive. I just like, I just burn it all. Yeah, I don't. I really don't. It's never, I've always had to like be careful. What's up, gangy? What's up? The dogs up? have just come, come in. Say hi. You see them? What's up, Mumu? Come here. Come in. I've not met the the new one. That's the killer that's, dog. That's Mumu. Mumu, he. We're going to say hi to the... Oh, dude, you can't let him lick your face. Come on, bruv. Of course she can lick my face all day. Oh, Mumu. After licking her ass. Yeah, I love it. Oh, baby. I love it. Look at this thing. What are you going to do? How can people be scared of these beautiful things? This little rabbit. That one hates me. Which one was the one that didn't like me? That's Dharma. Dharma hated me. It's me. Dharma hates everyone. She doesn't. She loved you. Compared to what the people she hates, she definitely loved you. And that's Goku, but he's not going to let me pick him up. Pick him up. What does Goku mean? Dragon Ball. Yeah. San Goku. Never into it. No. No. That's something you've missed. But yeah, Dragon (laughs) Ball was like... (laughs) You're not into anime and all that shit, so... I'm not into subtitles as well. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No, you you haven't. So I tell you what, I'm on this series called How to Get Away with the Murder. Fuck this show. And it's fucking amazing. And I'm on the last season and I'm finishing that before I start anything else. How to get away with the murder? Yeah. What's that? It's a, Is it the one with the lawyer? Yeah. The the one the one with the the lawyer team and then she yeah she, I love that shit, mate. The husband that dies and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were hooked with no hour. It's so this. good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what happens because I'm on the last episode or last season now. No, no, no. Yeah, no. That was a really good show. I'm I'm I've literally. I've not binged a show in a long time and yeah. it's got me hook, line and sinker. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you have HBO? No. Okay. All it right. doesn't so work in the UK as well. Yeah. So it's uh, on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. There's loads. Oh, we just watched this amazing. Well, do, do, do you like subtitles or not really? Can't do them. Yeah. Okay. Can't do there's them. This, there's this amazing Japanese show, uh, it's called Alice in Borderland. Uh, you must have seen it pop up. It was like, it's like trending on Netflix. I think but the trending bit like is different for different people. It, uh, no, I think it's just different in different countries. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't, yeah, yeah. it's not trending but the top, in the UK. The top 10 is always the same one in, for everybody in the same country. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, this one's about, it's like these three dudes and then they, they 
get they they don't wake up they're hiding in a toilet at the beginning they're hiding they, the police is just fucking chasing them they're hiding and then suddenly it gets all quiet and they come out then Tokyo they come out and everyone's gone the entire city is gone it's just three of them and they don't fucking get it and then there's some signs that pop up on like TV screens and like buildings and shit, like with arrows and like going this way, go there, game on, and da da da. And then they get to this place with suddenly they see a few other people with mobile phones, there's like loads of them on a the table, and it's just pick one, and then they pick one. And basically, the whole show is just like games game. to survive. Yeah. Yeah, and then one can one person can survive sometimes more, and then they're all different games, and they gotta get all the cards, and it's all based on like cards. So the type of cards, the type of color of the cards will be a type of game, and then the number is the the difficulty of the game. It's fucking insane. It's is so it like dope. real life Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you love it. I can't talk to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't even it. Anyway, fuck it. I'm telling you. What was that? Ted, what was that Japanese film years ago that was like a game and it was disgustingly brutal? It was like a murder thing, but they were all on an island. It's it's not Japanese. Is it not Japanese? Oh, was it Japanese? Is it like, uh, are we talking about, um, uh, Battle Royale? Yes. What was, was that Japanese? I can't, right now I can't remember if it was Japanese or South Korean, but, uh, no, it was Japanese, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Japanese, Japanese, 2000. It was Japanese, yeah, yeah, yeah. 19, based Amazing. on 1990, Game, yeah. Game changer. That Game changer. dark, man. The Japanese <laughs> always do fucked up stuff. They do. Like, even their game shows are just on another level of game shows. Yeah, they go ham. They go <laughs> ham. I fucking love it. I love, I love, like, but, cinema. But all their porn is, like, blurred out. The the pussies are. <laughs> yeah. The pussies are, I think. Or the dicks. All of it's it. Or, yeah, pussy and dicks are blurred out. I found some that were not. <laughs> Hook me up, bruv. <laughs> I'm just digging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the the uh, the Ted Lasso show, man, you need to see that. Yeah, so explain what's it about, because you kind of gave a vague thing. Yeah, because I don't like spoilers. Is it I a comedy? Like, it's a comedy, but... Equally, you are a little bit stressed out of the outcomes of like what what's happening. So it's a comedy, but you're like, oh my fucking god, no, no, <laughs> no, kind of shit. Okay, you know? and it's on Apple Plus. It's on Apple Plus. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actor. I'm terrible. He's doing an amazing job, and he's basically this American football coach that did really well in America with the team that was losing made him like go all the way to the top one and this lady who owns uh, Richmond FC I believe <laughs> <laughs> just the just the premise of the fucking thing she's like I want him to be the coach uh, and then so he comes in and he's American he's never watched soccer 
and he's never he doesn't even fucking know what what he's supposed to do and he comes with his like um uh head coach or whatever like the he's the yeah, head yeah, coach yeah. but with the assistant uh and then they're both american and then they're they're trying to win over the team and everyone around but he is the most positive sweet fun dude that only want to see good in people and he arrives in fucking <laughs> Richmond and everyone fucking football players they trash him night and day all day it's fucking hilarious bro it's fu- it, it made me feel at home yeah. for a while I was just like oh man I miss that I miss this English humor the fucking it's so good. Everything. It's so good. I mean, it's so. Watch it. You love it. You love it. You don't even need to care about football. It has yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's it's really like just secondary. It's more fun of like an idea of someone that has no idea about football, like watching that shit. Yeah, I need to watch that. I do need to watch it. I'm telling you, watch it. You'll you'll thank me. I mean, but then again, like you might hate it. I'd be like, man, <laughs> how good was Queen's Gambit? That was sick. Oh my god! And it's random because I literally just—I think like everyone else, unless like. But honestly, when I watched it, it just came out, so there was no buzz about it. And I was like, oh, "It's because you're so uh, cool. You just like you're just ahead of the curve, mate. You just you're just above everyone else. You just I cool. mean, it's like your, your music tastes and everything. You know, it, it was like <laughs> it, it, it said like no one. <laughs> It was the better version of, uh, of on Netflix because I have like Netflix better versions. Yeah. Like I get the shows before. Yeah, I have Netflix cool. I have Netflix cool. <laughs> I have the promos, right? I, I get all the promos before. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> but no, Qu- Queen's um, Queen's Gambit was fucking sick. I heard, I, I it was uh it was actually really interesting. Let me pull it up. It was like a quote that I saw the other day. Um, I think I took a screenshot of it and it is very relevant in our, yeah, the Queen's Gambit has been viewed by 62 million people. The producer, Alan Scott is on BBC news talking about how it took 30 years with nine rewrites and every studio he showed it to said no one would be interested in in chess. Please preserve with that thing that you're making. Dude, that gives me goosebumps now reading that. Me too. I like, just had goosebumps. Seriously. That's not, but that's what I'm telling you. It's just like, uh, I mean, like it's, it's different. Writing a script, writing a movie, you can't be like, let me sit, done, 24 hours, yeah, it's yeah, finished. Yeah. Eh, not quite. It's not quite the same. Uh, but it's the same concept. Huh? It's the same concept. It's the same concept, but it's also like really touches just that one when you believe in what you have, yeah. eventually it's going to pay off. Eventually. Unless like you really <laughs> you make some <laughs> fucking awful music and you think it's great, uh, which is, you know, happens often. We've all done it. <laughs> Me too. I yeah. mean, I'm like, that shit is fire. Yeah. And I fucking listen to this like again two days after and it's pile of crap so yeah but that show is great the writing's fucking sick it's amazing and it's it's not 
it's not cliche. It's it's dark. It's really it's dark. dark. It's gritty. It's very yeah. gritty. It's that's why that's why I loved it. That's why I think everyone loved it. It's fucking gritty and dark. And I didn't. I saw a few things pop up. How like chess has become like everyone's like learning chess right now, dude. So you know Ryan, manager Ryan. He's yeah. like he's always been obsessed with chess. Oh like, shit! Seriously, um, and he hadn't watched it. And he plays on chess.com, like, which is like just an app. And I, and he was like, you should get it and we should play each other. And I tried to download it and I downloaded it and tried to log in. And I was like, dude, I can't, it's not letting me. And he's like, yeah, all the servers are down because of Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I was like, wow. Man, it's mad. Everyone like the they they sold I can't remember how many fucking chess boards and shit like it's fucking everyone's learning it. Everyone's learning. It's great, it. man. I like I it, like stuff like that. It it's positive influence to the world. Really, it's amazing. Uh, I think like everyone should be playing chess because it's such a, a. I love playing chess. I don't do it much, but I fucking love it. I'm so bad. And, <laughs> I'm probably awful too. I mean, you know, maybe I mean, we should like, play each other. We should. I fucking love it. But there's something, there is something about, with chess is fine, you can play online, but there's something about just sitting with someone yeah. with the board and I just love it. I just love doing that. Do you know what, that's different. what I love about New York is when you're going past like the parks or like yeah. even, when I used to live in Williamsburg, there was on the corner, South First Street, there was always like, old dudes playing dice or playing chess or playing backgammon always like gambling just like i love seeing it because it's it's that culture that even in our age group don't really get and it's almost it feels like it's a generation that's just gonna it's just gonna be lost but yeah. it, there's something so analog about it so raw about it where you just like just it is a very man thing like you don't get many women just going to play chess on the streets in new york it's a very man thing i'm not sure why i don't know why but it is but there's something about it i'm just like this is i love well, it it's sociable the show the show touches touches a lot of that uh, on the subjects mm. why because it was a man thing because women you know weren't supposed to be yeah. playing this game and and they weren't as good apparently as the men and, and that that wasn't true in the show yeah. and probably in real life too i probably. mean i don't know the history of of uh of chess but it's um i got i got really lucky growing up like i fucking got we we loved board games and we loved like uh backgammon like i grew up backgammon like a lot that's like a cultural thing in Israel. Everyone plays. It's just part of the. Did you live in Israel? I was born there, so. But I was I moved to France when I was like three years old. What passport do you have? Israeli and French. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, Israeli and French. Um, yeah, I mean, like now with the visa shit. Now for a second, I was considering trying to get like a green card, and then. You know, eventually, like, how you know, we thought of everything, you know, it was mad. But luckily, I just got the visa again. So that's good. It's good that it came through. Was it easy? Honestly, it was. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was easy. 
everyone had to work for it. Like yeah, of course. my agents, you know, got the, the job done. Da, 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 da. But yeah, I, I um, it was just very expensive. That's all. Yeah, man, they they are expensive, but it's worth it in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, of course, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But it is like four thousand dollars around that. You know, what I mean, like yeah. you know, people have to think about this. This is like it's pretty nuts. I've got to do mine in September this year. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Not That's what I thought. Like I was just like, oh man, maybe with COVID, blah, blah, blah. Nah. nah. If you've had like, if you've had your visas before, everything's just like, everything's just, just it, you know, it's not going to be hard at I, all. I, when I renewed mine, it was, it was when Trump was in last time and everyone was like, you might not get it. You might not get it. And it went through quicker than ever. And I was like, yeah, it's just a media man media hard. yeah it, it really isn't like they looked they look at everything you've achieved everything yeah. you're doing they they check you online they i'm i mean bro we've been here we're everywhere yeah. like on the on the web like you know i pay all my taxes here yeah, do you know exactly. what i mean just come on it's like that's fine but yeah i mean what's the plan for 2021 for you what's going on releasing a shit ton of music like yeah. on a like doubling what I maybe even tripling what I did last year. Like okay. I did three I only did four releases last year and it kind of obviously because of COVID we kind of put back releases and put back releases and then it meant that we could only put a certain amount out and yeah, I, I put three out on the on the label and one out on somebody else's and a couple of remixes. But next year we're from Feb fifth we're doing one every other month or every eight weeks on the label um, for the rest of the year. And then in between those, I'm putting out on other people's labels as well. Dope. Um, Sick. All the music's done apart from those ones in between. And even one of those ones in between is done. Um, Okay. I'm just like kind of at the point where like I've got the podcast going and it's doing really well for considering how quickly it's like we've been doing 40 weeks what's up noel <laughs> um and uh and then uh yeah so like i'm really happy with how that's going and obviously touring is still not there's no talks of touring really apart from the odd offer coming in but whether it happens or not so i just want to just do as much as i possibly can next year music wise and just be out there and just give people music that I've been working on for so long. But what about you? That's dope. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even going to... How does that like, make you feel to say that? I love it. Yeah. I'm t- that's that's the thing. It's just like, I'm writing a lot of music. I'm going to have music. So that's why I think I'm like cool with the yeah. idea. I'm not like, oh my God, 2021, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know. Like, I have the label, I'm making music, I'll be releasing tracks all year. My plan is to release way more music. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to say it. I just want to do it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I can bullshit the podcast and be like, this month, I'm dad, da 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 but it's not true. The truth is I'm just writing right now. I'm feeling good about that. And then if that's going to take me an entire year of writing fucking dope shit, 
for 2022 then that'll be the case obviously i'm going to release music like yeah. this year i'd love to release way more music um i'm going to do some re-releases too of a couple of tracks that like from way back that i haven't you know that i feel like they need like another round yeah which used to be it used to happen all it used to happen all the time back then you know and yeah so now i'm just bringing some stuff back and then writing for this site project that no one's going to know about uh and then where else yeah it's two site projects so yeah i'm just going i'm busy in that sense and yeah same like the odd offers and the festivals and stuff like that but who knows if it's gonna yeah if it's gonna happen but i feel pretty good like you know as soon as we're gonna be done i'm gonna grab, grab some lunch and just go back in the studio and make some fucking tunes nice man you know it's a strange time but i think we're lucky we're really lucky in the situations that we're in we're super lucky and and to think that we've done a year without working, really, nearly or yeah. nearly ten months. Yeah. Um so lucky, man. It's mad. I can't believe we're almost in March. It's almost gonna be a year. Yeah. And it will. It'll fucking fly by. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. It's mad. One hundred percent. Dude, it's we're... like only like twenty six days ago we were all in exchange when i played open to close i know it's, it's crazy it's mad it's crazy yeah time's time's just flying but look we're just i just love that you have everything set up you're like you set for like 2021 and I know the. I've heard most of the tunes, not all of them. They're big tunes, bro. Trance, trance hits ninety five, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. you should do a separate fucking label just for your trance shit. That shouldn't even. That be shit allowed. never doesn't even come out, does it? You know this. Shouldn't be allowed. But <laughs> it, the, the funny thing is, is. You take the piss out of me about being trance, and then I take the piss out of my mate Tommy, who's even more trance than me. And I'm like, bro, yeah. you're too trance. I can't handle your tranceness. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't like trance. Well, you didn't grow up on it. So I why? didn't. I, I don't didn't. like trance. I I really don't like trance. But there's certain things that I like about, about trance. Yeah, I, like the, the, I, I've the, never listened to trance. I will never listen to trance. You like the over emotional pads, dude. Oh, <laughs> that shit gives me like feels, oh, and that <laughs> shit like creeps my soul out. Yeah, I know. Oh no, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. But it works oh. for me. It works. I like emotion so much, and it's. If I can't get it out of a vocal, I want to try and make... And it's so weird to think that I was releasing, like, Dirty Bird music, like, three years ago. Yeah. But this is... I'm writing what I really always wanted to write now. But it just took that... that it was that process of getting there. Yeah. That's but it. it's... You, you had the same goals, like, when you were doing the... You know, you wanted to write for Dirty Bird before Dirty Bird. and. Yeah. Exactly. fucking did it 
which is amazing. So now you you know your goals are set. I fucking love it. Um, What's your thing for? What is your thing though? Like, without sounding cliche, five years. Do you ever do that? Do you ever be like, in five years, I want to have done this? It's funny because the only time in my life I did it is when you were twisting my arm to do it. It was like about a year ago. And you were like, you should do it. Here's mine. Do something similar. And I eventually, I did. Yeah. I had, like, I literally did it. And as I did it, like, COVID hit. Yeah. It was just like, I was just like, that's why I don't do these fucking <laughs> lists. That is why I just go with the flow every single day. Yeah. Um, I wish I could do that. In five years, you know, I don't even have to think about it. If, you, if we're honest, the first things that's going to come out of my mind is just like, I, I see an acoustic guitar. I see <laughs> like being relaxed somewhere on the beach like dope recording studio like composing for like ads and maybe movies tv just like really like laid back like making dope money yeah composing for like things that pays really well and then sit back and do what the fuck i want with music like i don't care if you're gonna listen to it I don't care how many people are going to listen to it. I'm just going to make it. And that for me is like essential. It's essential. And I can't tell you a genre because every day there's something else I want to do. It's really interesting you say that because like <clears throat> mine's are pretty much exactly the same, but different settings. Like mine's in the middle of the countryside, like yeah. no neighbors, fields yeah. all around me, cows all around me. And just like, <laughs> Sick. just do exactly that build a studio which, which you could have both you could have the countryside by the beach yeah there's there's these sorts you know that'd yeah, be nice definitely it's, it's it, for me 20 last year 2020 is like been a lot of like i've always wanted certain things or had goals to get there but for me things have changed a lot massively on what i want out of life i think i think i've realized yeah. i can can actually like step back a little bit and concentrate on other things and there's so many other things i want to do like i I really want to do a fashion label like proper fashion and for me now i'm just like it takes me a while to get into my head to like do it yeah and i put up barriers in my head on why not to do it and then I just end up wake up one day and just be like, I'm doing it and then crack on with it. Just takes time, man. Takes a while. And for and, and it's it's takes a while and it's it's good to accept that. It's good to like just take a day at a time knowing that eventually it will get there. Yeah. You just one day you're just gonna wake up and you'll be there. That's it. It's just you know, it's uh, some people want to have the constantly their eye on the fucking price but i don't i don't i just don't how for like during this like covid like has your views on finances changed no i went through like it was tough for a moment yeah i um I was like, we need to move out. 
we moved in this house yeah a month before yeah, covid yeah. so you know we moved in this house with a certain amount of rent with a certain amount of like money coming in every month thinking we can afford that yeah then covid hit and then you're like oh so yeah that in that sense that made me rethink like oh man like i yeah oh, it's 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 kind of crazy but i've been i've been really you know really lucky the beginning like was a bit tough but after that i was just you know i've been teaching that's been really good yeah um that helped a lot and then um yeah i've been doing some tv work as well and that's that that's helped like immensely yeah so yeah no i mean we're like overall i'm just always the same my, my relationship with money is very when i have it i'm having like i'm enjoying it and i'm sharing it and you know the spend it but also save it but um when i don't have it i do i get pretty stressed out when i don't have it same man i get mad stressed out yeah uh but when i have it i'm like relaxed it's funny how just like that alone is just like changing my my mood but um i think it's not so much not having it it's just like remembering i mean I pay, I've, I've been paying rent since I was like 18 years old. Yeah. So I've had like, I've had my shares of like traumas and bullshits yeah. that I used to do when I was younger. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. spending all my work money on vinyls and all my rent money on vinyls and all my rent money on everything else and rent like yeah. for too long. So sometimes when I don't have, like, the money is tight, I'm like, oh, and I think all these, like, triggers again. Because I've that. had, like, fucking, what do you call them? The people that come... Bailiffs. They come to your house and take all your shit. Yeah, bailiffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had them countless of times. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Money's, a, money's such a strange thing. Because it... it, it, it it has so much power over emotions when people with the least amount of money can also be the happiest people around. Yeah. But I think yep. it's once you've had a bit of money and I, like I've, I'm not rich, never been rich, if you know what I mean, but yeah. I've had a very comfortable life. Um, But I think for me, my priorities have changed massively where for me, it was just always about more, more, more. And when when you take a year out, when you're forced to take a year out, and then you're like, well, what have I got to show? Like, what what did that more, more do to me apart from give me a lifestyle that I didn't need? If you know what I mean, it's not. It didn't make. It doesn't make me happy now because I don't have that. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I love it when I can spend like 30 quid and have a week on, on 30 quid and be like, this is fucking amazing. Love this. Yeah. If you know what I mean. For sure. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's really strange. And, but then automatically I can go straight back in it, like manage your, 
manager Ryan can hit me up and be like, yeah, we've just had an offer for this festival. It's like the fees are pretty shit, but would you be up for doing it? And I'm like, whoa, the fees are shit, man. Like they're bad. Yeah. And straight away I'm like in it. Like, yeah, it, and that no. goes back to the business thing. And it, we were talking about this the other day with, with with your show in Austin. Yeah. And you're just like, where does that come from? Like, we, I can switch like in seconds. Be like, it it comes from the the hard work that we've done the to the to get to the level where we at and the fees that we used to get. Yeah. And so. If someone comes in and is like a third of the price, here it is. A fourth of the price, here it is. You're like instantly like, fuck off. <laughs> but then you're also thinking, shit, there are no shows right now. Yeah. You know, so, you know, everyone's struggling. They can't afford to pay that much, uh, you know, whatever the fees are. So that's also something to respect. I mean, I'm all... I've never liked the idea of, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I love big fees. When you see a big fee, you're like, oh my fucking God, yes. And usually they're for big festivals or yeah. like a big show and it's great. You know, everyone's going to make their money. The idea of squeezing a promoter. Totally. I hear what you can say. Or your fee. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like not a vibe for me. Never been a thing. I want everyone to really go home and like, eat like nicely you know I what i mean but to come back to just the thing of like uh you know where that comes from like when we're just like straight back to business is because we've we've worked hard you know work hard to get where we are and like this is what we we are worth but things have completely like she's you know on its head right now it's on its head what the fuck like the fees are fucking crazy but then you thinking if I accept that fee, then that sets me back to this number. Yeah. Meaning but, like everyone now can just book me for that number instead. Which it does. Huh? It does. Which yet yeah, it does. It does do it does do that. So like it's uh, it's something to to think about. Like I personally set something. There is nothing under that I'd rather do no shows. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did have that. Um, we haven't really discussed it for this year. Um, we did have that and I'm, I'm really down to do like door splits with promoters. Yeah. Um, it really excites me to do full on door splits with a promoter where we, everyone gets their costs covered. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. whether it's like, okay, you want me to come and play your club? I will like my flight get and hotel gets paid for. Okay. And then we do a door split. Yeah. That's dope. I think that's great. Like fucking down because there's some great promoters out there and there's some fucking dodgy promoters out there that will oversell that shit. And we've been in there. We've we've been there. If you know what I mean? And they add extra prices on tickets I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's be real. I am putting my value on the table. If we don't sell tickets, which is my fault because people don't want to come and see me, I don't get paid, but neither do you. 
Yeah. And that's when the promoter and the, the artist and the agent and the manager all has to work together. Yeah. And, and it is about creating t- a team together and creating relationships with each other that everyone's in it together. And it's fucking excites me that shit. It is so much it's more fun. exciting. It's fucking dope. You do have to sell out like five to a thousand ca- capacity rooms. Yeah. For decent priced tickets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's great. That's fucking awesome. That's the plan. That's the goal. I fucking love that. I really love that idea. I think it's it's fair. Um, but I also want to bring people touring with me. Like I really, I think what what's what I've worked out for me is like it's great having good fees and things like that, but I want to be able to bring people on a tour with me. And them also earn money, and yeah. and for the promoters to kind of allow me to kind of curate a night rather than just put Will Clark on the lineup, um, it it excites me to be able to bring other people involved, and I I want to travel with people, man. I want to travel yeah. with people. I mean, you're I've told you, you're one thousand percent bringing my side project on the fucking road yeah 100 percent. i'm gonna squeeze i'm gonna squeeze in there do it you do it man fucking we'll bring seb with us you'll fucking hate french people by the second fucking date seb which seb sebastian oh yeah (laughs) he's a sweetheart though and shiba we get shiba we get shiba to do a side project as well and it'd just be fucking french (laughs) french French and me have you spoken to sebastian uh we text occasionally but you've never zoomed with him when you think not since no no but you've done it once i haven't not oh what on the podcast or just generally oh just in general no we've we've caught up just through text um Mm. mate i'll be honest like i've not been in touch with that many people yeah um like only (laughs) only like like i would class seb as a close friend but we've always had a relationship that we just get in touch whenever we we want to talk and who who are you talking about kill no, frenzy I'm about, no i'm talking about sebastian russell oh shit sorry man i thought you were about kill frenzy <laughs> no 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 i just got i got it yeah. when you like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah no. we, we've we've never facetimed but we've we've spoke <laughs> i was just like have you ever facetimed with like kill frenzy <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was like this is weird <laughs> <laughs> some weird ass shit. Um, no, I haven't, man. Just, just, just texting on WhatsApp. I was talking to him the other day. Um, he like really wants to give music a go again, like proper. Yeah. So, I'm down to down to get him on board. One hundred. I'm glad we got him. Like, Dude. you know, I fucking set the fire on him. It's like you gotta go, and then now he's like, he it's wants going. to do it. Yeah. And yeah, he has yeah. to. He's so talented. So good, man. So he's good. so talented. I'm so happy. Like you guys, like that's why I was like, but that's why I was wondering if you ever spoke to him. No, like only only WhatsApp. Um, yeah, yeah. But we've got a track together as well. Awesome. Um, but I, it's not it's not finished. finished. Um, yeah. He's like some vocal on it or something. Um, that's amazing. But <laughs> maybe sick. we maybe we send it to you for your. I don't know if you'll like it. Maybe we send it to you for your side project. 
Maybe. And do like a three-way. Let's do it. Let's three-way yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Scissor it. Man, no, I'd love to hear it regardless. Um, but that's dope, man. That's great. Good people. Connecting. Yeah, that's that's what I really want to do. And I want to just create, and it sounds cliche as fuck, but I want to create a family around me that we're all just tight. And yeah. we're all just like... The old, I miss the old Dirty Bird days. I really do. And those days were, for me, were really special. Um, and it comes back from like childhood stuff, like from like playing rugby, like from my old, like being around the old boys and just having just amazing times with really good people around you. And don't get me wrong, I have great people around me. I'm, I have a great team around me, like, I I just I I'm super lucky with what I've got, but what I want to create is I want to create something that lasts longer than me, um, and I want to have my best mates around me and everyone eating from what we all achieve, one hundred percent, rather than rather than just all trying to do it for me because it's not doesn't make me happy. Yeah, doesn't. Make I mean, me you happy. you kind of like it's the good you know it's that classic shit like on their airplane like uh, it, when you're on the plane if it crashes or some shit or whatever you need to put the the, the mask on you first yeah and and on my life i was like what are you talking about i would definitely put the mask first and like my friends or family whatever but it's it's really it's a, it's, a, it's like it you really need to do it on you first you need to totally. be fully aware awake and like there to be able to actually bring anyone with you totally. and you know it's not saving anybody but i'm saying like to be in a healthy environment you need to be in a healthy kind of spot yeah um, and I, th I think you also have to be at a level yourself like financially as well um, 100%. like i love what chris chris is doing with black book because he's I, I know 2020 kind of fucked it a lot, but I know he had like a lot of plans for the, for the artist on the label. Yeah. And obviously Dirty Bird did the same, like Hot Creations does the same. And But I, I kind of want to create just my mates. Just want I want to find some people as well that I've not found yet and bring yeah. them on board and kind of really, really like, people that we could just sit down for three hours and all just be on a podcast and just all chat shit and just have fun. Yeah. And then we all write dope music and we'll, I, that's what you lot, you French lot do really well. And I uh, always am, am envious with what like Ed Banger and all of those crew have kind of done. They yeah. created this like created movements it was such a family vibe. Yeah. Love and they're it. still doing it today. Still, man. Ed, Ed, Ed Banger is still full on like yeah. family vibes and still like, but that's because I think it's, for me, it did, the most essential thing is to be surrounded by the, you know, people I care about, yeah. people that are kind and I feel good about and I can just feel good about myself around them yeah and that's like 
priceless and not easy to find. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not easy to find. It's not easy to find. But you know, we're we we're connected with with you know with the right people, and also it's like a it's a chain, right? Like we know. I know your values. Yeah. You know mine. We know if I bring someone in, you, I know their values and so on and so forth. And that is just like very, uh, it's like, it's comforting to know that you don't have to like question like too much. Like, cause I'm kind of like, intro, I'm an introvert as much as I can be extrovert when I'm at a show. But yeah, other same. than that, I'm an introvert. I don't really want to meet new people. <laughs> 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 I don't really that much. But if it's through someone that I really respect and feel good about, then I'll be like all about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that not, with What is that with with you the shows? Because you are so different on when you're performing. I know you're like, like worlds a, apart. Worlds apart. I was watching it, your Instagram the other day, and I was like, I was in the crowd. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, yeah. but I see it all the time with you, and I'm like, what? What? And then you get on yeah. the mic, and you're like, what? <laughs> And I'm like, I, know. I, I, it, it's, there's just something that just unlocks. Like I just, when I'm at a show, it, cause I come from bands and singing and bands yeah. and shit. And it's like being a fucking face of the crowd and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? This is where I come from. So for me, there was never a difference like DJing, like just CDJs allowed me to do that. Jump in the crowd and shit. Cause with the vinyls, <laughs> I couldn't do that. It's like, you know, it was just harder, but, um, no, I just love it. I don't know why. I just like, it's just like this beast just comes out of me and fucking love it. And also I just love that moment when I'm just grabbing the crowd and I feel like this, this energy is like fucking nuts. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you are in this thing. Um, Cause really ultimately this is where I feel good. Like when I'm with, I never, I never, I never play for myself. I really don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Do I give like sometimes I'm like I don't give a fuck whether they like it or not? I it, because I do still play for people, but yeah, it's a complicated one. But yeah, I do play for people. Like I want them to have a fucking time. I imagine myself in the crowd. It's a little bit like egotistical, like oh, I'm playing for myself in the crowd. It's like, but I'm imagining myself as a fucking raver because I used to be in. That's how I feel the energy, I think. I can relate to that um, on that kind of you're there to entertain. People, yeah, people you 100% are. People are paying to see you do what you do. And my for, for me, the thing that I always go in is I go in and think 90% of these people don't know who I am. Yeah. And even if even if they bought a ticket to my show... 90% of these people don't know who I am. 10% of them have dragged their friends along and told them they have to come and see me. All right. And I have to make the 90% of people know who I am by the end of it. And, yeah. and that's my view when I go into a show. And there's so many parties I've been to and the DJ has just been selfish and just played what nobody else wants to hear. And you can tell in the crowd, like, no one wants to hear this, mate. Like, come on, yeah. like, sort your shit out. Yeah. Um, but I also think that comes from 
what you grew up listening to and and how you what you experienced going to shows as a kid yeah because like growing up going to glastonbury and like you're seeing fucking even oasis and oasis are dull on stage but they're like but i go back to them every time yeah like even like seeing paul mccartney right yeah like that dude entertains like that and probably one of the best entertainment james brown watching james brown on stage and you're like fucking hell he was like in his 80s and still entertaining and he wasn't doing it to he wasn't being selfish at all just performing for everyone else he's a performer that's the thing that some people are performers and some people aren't you can be a dj and not be a performer oh 100 different uh i grew up being a performer my entire (laughs) life like i played in front of people when i was 15 years old like in pubs and stuff like you know guitars and singing i've always performed in front of people so i've never been shy about that weirdly enough as a shy person never been shy about this but um yeah i think it's a it's it is you're right it's like growing up i've seen my peers and my idols and shit like that were like performers like yeah heavy you know what i mean like i fuck i'm that old i, I saw like nirvana play do oh, you know what i mean man, like I'm so jealous you know it's like it these moments are like changing life's moments like you know everything is kind of dull after seeing something like this yeah. you're like how do you, yeah hey that's the energy that's why I'm that's why I'm gonna be you know uh that's it like I saw the Beastie Boys like countless of times like countless uh and the first time I was 17 and I was I remember coming out of the show I always tell the story coming out I didn't really know who they were it's weird because I was listening to a lot of music and when I was 16 I started to listen to them a little bit and I think for my birthday when I was 17 I went to see them in Paris and I came out of the show and I was in my mind I was like I'm a fucking beastie boy yeah. I'm a beastie boy now shaved my head did the I was a fucking beastie boy because the energy they had shook me to the core like nothing I've ever even Nirvana even nothing else like they were the ones that really like cracked me to like unleash all this like multitude of different genres of whatever I wouldn't wouldn't even thinking about it because they were just like making what the fuck they wanted what was what era was that because obviously you've seen the Apple Plus uh, documentary the documentary yeah 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 that was the uh, Ill Communication album yeah tour was that their second album that was that technically was the third album because they had the punk yeah. album first and then they had check your head yeah first no 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 sorry that was there's a punk album and, and and no that was the third album yes third album when they were like kind of everyone kind of was like what the fuck are they doing but it kind if of you take the, if you take the punk album out it was the third album yeah Okay. But then technically it's the fourth. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but there were, um, there were, there was nothing like it. There was nothing like Prodigy, it. Prodigy, I've, I've never saw them. And that's the one band I regret not seeing. I, I've seen, I, I'm sorry to button. I've seen videos of them live in like yeah. Brixton Academy. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a wild shit. Wow. Yeah. But because they come from the punk angle, yeah. you know, that's the thing. That's the thing with, that's why the Beastie Boys too, like not to come back to that, but they also came from the punk angle with rap and, you know, yeah. whatever. But that energy, that like, oh, fucking just like absolute out of your fucking mind. Um, you don't really but, get that in house and techno as well, do you? It's really hard to get that. It, but that's why I get in the fucking crowd and I'm like getting everyone to fucking, you know, although the music is not that, it's like yeah. that's the energy I'm, I'm trying to like communicate. Yeah. If you come and see me at a show, especially maybe I would say if you, like two, three years ago when I was still young, <laughs> I'd be like... Bro, you haven't been young for years. <laughs> but years no the good thing is like where, whenever I go I still have the energy it yeah, comes yeah. out of me it just comes out of me but it's yeah I think it's I think that's like the energy I want to translate most of the time and then sometimes it just doesn't make sense yeah you know? it, there's a lot of times it doesn't make sense but when it does make sense it works so well and it comes off so well it does it does I never I, mean, I never forget like when we did the Amok when me and Graham did or Sian did the Amok project at yeah. Hard Summer and it was so stressful leading up to it. And we spent months pretty much writing. We wrote like twenty one records and it was very stressful, the whole rehearsal thing kind of leading up to it. And there was it was hard work. And then when it got to play in Hard Summer and no one had heard a single record and it just fucking slammed and you're like oh this is why i do it this yeah. is this is it this is it bro you play an entire show of just ids it's just like that's what's up yeah that's the real deal yeah man it was amazing that's the real deal it's just like i can't remember um i think it was ghostly on twitter do you follow him no, I I don't even look at Twitter anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, he always posts his dope shit. But you were saying like about like you know, it's it's kind of extreme, but it's like you know, truly a real DJ is just like someone that's gonna play shit that you don't know. Yeah, that's the real. That's the job. See, adding to that though, a real DJ is a DJ that's gonna play shit you don't know, but you wish you did know. That's right. Absolutely. No, no, that's the, you're absolutely right. That's, boom. That's, um, you want to play shit that is up so fire that they want to know what it is. Yeah. Oh man. How good is it when you find a record that's yeah. like, you're like, this is going to be in my box for fucking ever. And yeah. I'm going to love playing it. I can't remember the, um, there's many many records but recently like no not recently sorry like a few years back there was the oh god i'm so bad with names and i played that tune so many times i did an edit of it and it came out 
I can't remember if it came out on Box of Cats, but like way at the beginning. Like, okay. And, it, and I found it. I can't even remember. I got really lucky to find it. And um, the, the best of us, I think. The oh, fuck. I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember <laughs> the name right now. If if, if you listen to this, but every time I played that record who just kind of almost sound like any other fucking kind of like has like a slight slightly bass house vibe it has a bass house vibe but it's like grittier and like tighter it's not like every fucking time I drop that tune people were losing their mind yeah I love that their mind and you know you're like and and no one knew the track. No one. It was so fucking unknown. It yes. came out years ago. No one's heard it really much. And then now I'm fucking re-bringing it to the fucking table. It's the best. Slamming. And, uh... Dude, I, I wish they re-released that track. I, like, as a single, I kept, I kept saying... That needs to come out as a single. It's an absolute fucking banger. And no one, it didn't really come out. It didn't release it. Which anything. Mine's the... Col- Gen- Let me just check. I'm really bad at it. Yeah, Jensen Interceptor. Collect those ends. Oh, my days. Like, when... Th- this was like... The period when I was going from Dirty Bird to like more tougher stuff. And I'd always like play tougher stuff in my sets. But this is like, you've definitely probably heard it. That record just destroys. And you're like, you can't play a record after it because nothing's as good as it. Nothing's as hard or as gritty. And you're like... I might as well just take the USB stick out and leave right now because nothing's it's beating this. <laughs> it's tough to play these tunes. Yeah, it really that, is. That one record that just it destroys and you're like, where do I go from here? <laughs> yeah. Where do I go from here? You have to be you have to be smart. Like I usually play we play this one towards the end because or completely drastically like switch it. Switch it real down. To build again. Yeah, depending on where you're at. If it's a long set, you can definitely get away with that for me. Like, obviously, some people do it better than me and can just get away with it. Um, Robag Worum had this wicked record. I'm really bad at remembering names, so I'm just going to have to pull it up. Robag. Um, It was on, like on this yes yeah it's called yes and it's just a groover i'm gonna send it to you now yes Um, please send it over but it i've tried to recreate something like it and i can't (laughs) (laughs) I'll, i'll make it for you yeah you will be able to with your side project um but it's it's just this like groover that just every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is so good. And it doesn't even really slam in a club, but it creates a it 
can you actually hear this? Yeah, kinda. Uh, it's weird. It's like. Oh, there it is. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I know them tunes. It's like so that, sluggy. Uh, the entire fucking track. Yeah. That shit will put you to fucking... Mars and back. Yeah. Straight up. That shit just like locks you. Yeah. And you, you need to go with it. You, you know, I skipped through it. These are these are the kind of tracks you need to listen from the from beginning, the beginning to, the to the end. end yeah. Uh, you know, it's a journey. Um yeah, I see what you mean with the side the side project stuff. But yeah, it's uh it's fucking I'll check it out. It's like even, I sluggish. I don't even know what that is. He's he's amazing. Really fucking good. Um but I I like sluggish, lazy, like just grooves that just like there's yeah. something about him. I, I'm not good at making those types of grooves. So I think when you listen to something or when I listen to something that I'm not good at making, I'm like, this is my jam yeah it's fucking great i think it's uh well not now obviously but we'll, we'll, we should look into that we should look into we should do a sesh where i want to see i want to i want to i want to see what do you mean exactly by that and we'll listen to a few things and then do you know what it is i know exactly what it is for me yeah it's what is it i want to make bangers and yeah. that isn't a banger, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of course. And, I see what and that's all it is. It's just me. I could, I could write it. I know I could. Yeah. But there'd be something in me that would be like, go on, Will. Add that little synth line or add that vocal in or yeah. get some gospel choir in or yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah. And that's all it is for me but you know it's 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 exactly what um that happy track i sent you of mine yeah and you were like oh you need it's missing something it's missing yeah. this extra thing and you i was like yeah, yeah, yeah right right and then i added the synth and i was like oh by the way i've listened to it again and i don't like the synth anymore yeah, yeah. um and i think i just like where it sits yeah as like i just like that it's just a simple groover you know but yes if you add that extra thing... If it works, if it's the right thing. Yes, but also, if it is the right thing, is to kind of elevate to that realm yeah. of, like, a banger. Yeah. Da -da -do -do -do. But, which is dope. I get it. But also, like, sometimes a track just needs to be, like... What it is. What it is, do you know what I mean? I think, like, I'm kind of, like, happy with just happy. Yeah. You know? It's just, like, it grooves... It's more about the that that do 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 vocal that just like locks it's great, you in there. It's great. It's great. It is a great record. I think if if I was when I started to add synths and stuff, I'm like, oh shit, I'm not concentrating on that vocal anymore. Yeah. That that which was my lead. Yeah. But it's more like a. It's just it's almost like a snoozer. It's kind of like that. Do it's the yeah. same purpose. 
that purpose is in there already. But yeah, uh, Joe would prefer if I had a big fucking smasher. It's you know? weird, isn't it, how managers can have that effect. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to Joe's, like, you know, like, he did text me. He said, if you want to keep it the way it is, dope. If you want to add something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But yes, they they want to have the biggest tunes ever fucking made. Yeah. <laughs> they just want... They are out there, like... <laughs> <laughs> going ham for us yeah you know they want the biggest tunes but the crazy shit is like that my side project is really the opposite the, it's the entirely opposite of that and this is where I'm gonna be the most comfortable yeah. Where just writing things and the crazy shit is from experience, from all the learning shit I've had I've had over the years, these are often the things that work best. Yeah. Longevity. Longevity. People connect to something that feels entirely like real. Like yeah. you can sense it. You know? Yeah. Like that tune you just sent me. It's just like and you can tour with that. Not now, but like in general. Yeah, yeah, If there can. wasn't COVID, eventually it is on the ground and you, you build over a year, two, three, whatever, four, five years, like building these projects. You get to a point where you just fully fucking respect it for what yeah, you do. Yeah, that Roback dude, he tours more than us, mate. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. 100% probably gets paid really like dope fees yeah. goes to dope fucking places yeah, playing man. dope clubs dope festivals uh so so do we but i'm saying you know that's a, that's the other that's the other side other world baby yeah it's another world and what just like fucking taking ketamine and making tunes fuck yeah <laughs> yeah i've got my my second release of next year or third release but second release on the label is like i think you've heard it um but it's it's a record that i know i'm gonna have to make a short version for spotify and apple music and any other local streaming platform um yeah but i don't want to but i know that because I, Man, I manager Ryan, it's not even manager Ryan, I don't think, but I think it's label team are like you kind of have to because yeah. otherwise it's not going to get a look in. But the it's record rough. is like is made to just listen from the beginning. Why, how about you're like, fuck off this is what it is that's one track that's one track out of all your releases that is the purpose you've just said it that is the purpose of this song because i i know that i want this song to be heard by more people and that's not for a financial gain that's not for anything like that yeah that's purely because the record for me is a special record and it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the singer who's on and the singer who's on it guy called ollie norton 
lo- I'm absolutely loving what he does. He's like a local kid. Kid, he's like in his mid twenties. Local guy from around my area, and has some crazy talent with his voice. And what song is it? Place I belong. Um, okay. and I want to it to be successful for him. Yeah. And the only way it's going to do that is by making it uh, from a six and a half minute record to a three minute record. Yeah. This is tough. It's weird, isn't it? It's tough. It's tough. I believe you have to go with your guts. Yeah. You know? have to go i just i just wish i just wish spotify but it's not even spotify or apple but i wish they would just allow dance music to kind of push through a bit more they do a great job and it's at the end of the day it's down to the people listening really yeah um but now is the only time when we listen to radio edits it's the only time never before radio edits were never a thing in dance music unless Hold it was on. commercial are your speakers on no yeah i'm just hearing this crazy like latency delay uh, it's probably the internet the internet yes well mate it's been two and a half hours oh we're wrapping oh. this up fucking hours quarter to twen- ten yeah, don't want to don't want to uh, cut it short, but uh, yeah, it's been two and a half hours of talking absolute nonsense. Yeah, what have we spoke about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been wonderful to talk. Happy fucking New Year! And Thanks, it's great to have you on for the first first one of the of the year. Yeah, that is dope. I had when to. is when is this coming out? Tuesday. Cheese. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, we'll have to do the side project, but I, I just, I don't know how. Just don't tell anyone. Yeah, but how do we do, like, I wear a mask? Do I wear, like, I'm going, we're going to have to do some weird no, I, I think it's going to be, oh, what podcast? Yeah. Oh. That's the thing. How do you do? Do you wear, like. You're going to have to change your voice. Yeah, so I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't do it in your fucking studio because everyone's seen it. No, it'll be another studio. <laughs> you did, <laughs> I did a, I did an interview. I don't know if you heard. I did a podcast with Jake Hanrahan, who's this like conflict journalist. Fucking dope, in dope podcast. If you haven't checked it out, um, no, I haven't checked it out. And he did just did this insane documentary on YouTube about. Uh, 3D gun printing oh. in Europe, and that was what his voice sounded like—the the gun printer, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. It goes into like some weird like vocals like that. Yeah, literally. Yeah, no, yeah. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right, dude. Love you, lots, nice, man. man. I love you. Keep safe. Uh, we'll talk to you shortly. Probably soon. All right. Peace out. Big love. Bro. love Thanks you, for having me. Big love. Take care. Bye. Bye. And that is a wrap. It was a good one. I really enjoyed it. It was good to start the year off with a long one. Um, I feel like I could have spoken with him for ages. Uh, So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please 
share it with your friends, hit the review button, do all of the good things to keep those podcasts going. See you soon, people. Big love. Keep safe. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.